We have entered the double-digit weeks. Your fantasy football regular season is winding its way down. Are you winding your way into the playoffs? Hopefully. If not, it's time to make some moves. So we're going to tell you our plum picks, our shutdowns, some guys you need to be looking out for. Hey, Josh McCown is starting for the Jets this week. Des Bryant is on a team this week. All of a sudden, it's 2015 again. Let's figure out what that means and run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Hey, Don. And Tom is here in spirit. Yes, hey, and he also gave from, us uh, from Tom. And he also gave us uh, a couple of things that he's looking at this week. Uh, so we'll be sure to read those uh, with our regularly scheduled programming. But uh, but it's week 10. Hopefully there's a, another Belushi's for him in Iceland. Yes. So he can catch the NFL yes. games. Hopefully he can just like mobile hotspot his phone and go into like this. There's this famous like, have you heard of the Blue Lagoon? Yeah. In Iceland? Like that would be, I think, like peak. That's like a fantasy football bucket list. That moment. would be like, awesome. Watch yeah. the Red Zone stream. Uh, in the Blue Lagoon, like there's nothing more relaxing and yet tension filled in the entire world. It's the perfect medium. Um, yeah, we've we've got a really interesting week ahead of us. Uh, you know, it's another week where Le'Veon doesn't have to show up this week, so it's another last week of James Conner. And there's there's even more stuff that came out before we started recording today about that that we'll get to uh, in the breakdown of the slate. But I'll just thank um, James Conner once more. Yeah. You know, this I mean, is his last week. Thanks, yeah. James. You did me solid. I have six leagues. I have you in four of them. And it doesn't deserve to be your last week, no, James. No, no. And even if it's a split, just keep go out, going yeah. out there and scoring the tuds like I right. know you can. Yeah. Um, but we'll get right into it. Let's get to our shutdowns for this week. Shut it down. And we don't have to travel too far for these, Scotty, because we are shutting down the two quarterbacks in the Rams-Seahawks game. Yeah, same game. I'm a more. Tr- I'm going just off of our tradition, and especially because Tom's not here. If Tom were here, he would be shutting down Russell Wilson. He this always is one of his does favorites, yeah. when the Seahawks play the Rams, and it almost always pays off. And so, because of that, in his honor, I am shutting down Russell Wilson. Uh, the Seahawks are committed more to that ground game. They're committed more to giving yes. that younger defense that less experienced defense, some rest. And so yeah. because of that, it's just been less opportunity for Russell Wilson. He may get a couple of touchdowns, but that yardage, that rushing for him really just hasn't been there as much in no. these last few weeks. And that's enough They've for really me to notice a trend. Back. Yeah. And I think what they realized is that their offensive line is really bad and they didn't find any solutions to it. Yeah. So they need to run the ball a lot and they've actually done it effectively, which is scary for Russell Wilson's prospects because it gives them no reason to stop. You know, they're yeah. winning games doing this. They're winning games with, you know, Mike Davis doing it, with Chris Carson doing it. Not really Rashad Penny, but mixing in. So, yeah. you know, they have no fear in just going run heavy, which is, you know, not exciting for, no. for Russell Wilson no. at all, especially against a good defense. I'm going with Jared Goff. Right. Because the Seahawks defense has been awesome so yeah. far, you know? Um, this rivalry is always tightly contested, like we said. Uh, in the first meeting, Goff struggled, actually. He threw two picks, and he fumbled twice, but but his own team recovered both. He ended up throwing for 312 yards, but what's really scary about Goff in this game is that Todd Gurley can just take away all his potential with another three-touchdown game like he had against the Seahawks yeah. earlier this season. Todd Gurley, you know, is 
oh, uh, you know, he's a wonder. He's yes. he, he can do it all, and he could take over an entire game by himself. Yep. And I think for that reason, the Seahawks have out also been getting gashed on the ground. You can ask Melvin Gordon just chunking them up like crazy. And I think they're going to see no resistance with Gurley. There's going to be not much reason for them to really throw that much, and it's just going to be another Gurley feasting. One more thing, the Seahawks have not allowed a quarterback to score over to score 20 points in standard QB scoring formats. So you're looking for 20 spots from the QB. Yeah. And you can find 20 spots from Nick Mullins and from all these other guys, even Jared Goff. We got a couple of awesome picks who are almost guaranteed to give you 20 this week. Yep. And I agree completely. Like that was kind of in the back of my head. Like I see this as a game where Todd Gurley can kind of build back his pace of breaking Ladanian Tomlinson's touchdown record in this game, he's like, angry. This is he needs like five in this one to get at his least, pace back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and he could very well get it. The only yes. thing is, like, this could be a blow up in our face moment if Todd Gurley gets his touchdowns in, From in the screen game. Yes, so, for sure. But that being said, what you said about Seattle, they haven't given up twenty points to the quarterback. Not you're yet. looking for twenty points. It's week ten. If you're not feeling great about your playoff position, you need a win this week. Most would argue you need to win every week. Chase anyway. the twenty pointers. Go get a twenty pointer. I, Seattle gives up the fewest points uh, to fantasy quarterbacks according to Yahoo scoring. Oh, they yeah. did that. Yes, it's been like that for the last three weeks because three weeks ago on this very show I plum picked Matthew Stafford against the Seahawks. Yes, and it burned me. Yeah, he didn't. He got seventeen, which was a serviceable number for quarterback, but not but what you're this looking year, for. Year you're getting a lot of twenty point performances all yeah. over the board from guys like Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Mullins, like I said before, and Derek Carr will even throw one out there every once in a while. Dak Prescott. So there's twenties to be had yeah. out there, and I think the path for for Goff is actually a little tough than um, it may seem. Right. Um, we'll go to running backs now. I'm shutting this guy down, I was telling you, bef right before we started. Yeah. I'm shutting this guy down for life. I am never... <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to have... Mar like, I really don't see a future where I end up with Mark Ingram on any of my And I even asked, like, what ever. if he went to another team? And you're like, no. I don't think I no. would because, like, last year was his big breakout year, his best year ever. Well, last year was the only year he ever played with Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And we've seen now... Alvin Kamara is a game-changing talent at the running back position, and he changed the Saints' game plan. He oh, changed yeah. the way that teams prepared for the Saints. So when they came in with Mark Ingram, who, listen, I, I can't just take everything away from the guy. He was talented. He's been very talented throughout his entire career. He's just underperformed. Yep. He came back from his injury, and he came back from the Saints early by, and guess what? He's still underperforming. Yep. I've seen enough. I'm done with him for this season. I'm probably done with him for every season. He's going <laughs> to go out there and expect big running back awesome. money this offseason, and he's not going to get it, no. and so he's going to sign probably like closer to training some camp. some split-carry situation exactly. kind of thing. A team that probably drafted a young running back who is going to explode just like Kamara did, yeah. and then it's going to be it for Mark Ingram, <laughs> and that's the last we've ever seen of him. Okay. So I'm done with Mark Ingram if you want to be done with him be done with him he's like the throw-in add-on trade chip of this fantasy season now it seems oh my god yeah I've seen him flying across the what country what was nice for me is different the, the one league year. I had him in I shipped him after the first week when he scored two touchdowns lucky you yeah no kidding but uh I think that there's still some name value out there and I'm with you too there's just no there's no reason to put him in these you know these important plays when Kamara is just so so good right and I think that He's also underperforming. Like you said, he's come out of, you know, he's come out of basically, he's had five weeks off and he's, you know, still averaging less than, I think, three yards per carry. So it's ugly for him. And, you know, the Bengals are actually a pretty good matchup on the ground. But even in this one, how could you trust him at this point? You can't. 
Especially like the Saints just forgot about him. Yeah, he disappeared. We talked about it via Skype. Like Tom was in Tom was in Amsterdam, and he knew how badly Mark Ingram disappeared. Oh, Tom always knows. Yeah, I'm going with Carry On John. Yeah, and uh, this is I think this is a something that we've really been beating like a drum, but I think it bears repeating. Uh, you know, he gets vultured on the goal line, and he gets vultured when they're in in a comeback mode. Uh, Riddick saw eight targets last week, and Legarrette Blunt saw five carries on a target. So these guys are are really cutting into his workload. Carry on only saw uh, 12 carries and I believe four targets. He caught three of them. So it's it's really a three-headed monster at this point. And this is a really tough matchup. The Bears still haven't allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. The only rushing touchdown they allowed, I think, was to Brady. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're, they're also allowing 85 rushing yards per game on the year. So if he's going to be handcuffed on the goal line, he's going to be handcuffed in the passing game. Yeah. And this defense has been lights out against running backs. There is no way I would start on Johnson this week, regardless of who I had behind him. The lone bright spot for on Johnson this week is that the Lions waved Amir Abdullah. Yeah, but they and signed that's not Zach even Zenner. Great. Yeah, okay, so they're perfect. And yeah, it's not it just even, like it evens out. Yeah, and Zach Zenner is more of a between the tackles they've goal line kind Zach of guy. They've used Zach Zenner a lot more in the past yeah. than they've used Amir Abdullah. Yeah, so, I mean, it just, yeah, it's everything just kind of seems stacked up against him this week, and it's just, it's it's been tough for him. Like, I really like the way he's played, but I hate the way he's used. Yes. He can be out there for all three downs. He can be out there in the red zone on the goal line. And the Lions, like I guess, our, like are saving him for next year. He's like our Tariq Cohen from yeah. last year. We were like, why are they not using this guy? Why are right. they not including him? And you see when they include yeah. him how well it, how well they do and of course. how how nicely it rolls. I think LeGarrette Munt will probably be gone at the end of next year. And then you're going to see Karrion yeah. Johnson really take this backfield over. So yeah. and he's you're got in a the, dynasty league, you know, it, just be patient. Yeah, and he's got the one-year deal, so that's like he's going to go to the team that he thinks is going to win the Super Bowl that year. No, he's probably just going to get paid at Unless this point. Matt Patricia gets fired. He'll go, just go where Matt Patricia yeah, goes. Just follow again. him. Yeah. Um, but either way, I am uh, going to receiver now. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, He's a, he was our darling for these segments last year. He yes. hasn't. We haven't really brought him up because we've just kind of been like, yeah, we like T.Y. Hilton pretty much all, all the time. I don't like him this week. Jacksonville. I just feel a pride game coming for the Jags this week. I don't. I can't really explain Leonard it back. further than that. Leonard Fournette's back. They're gonna shift and try to get him. I don't know. I was thinking about shutting Leonard Fournette down. Uh, full transparency, because I just wasn't sure how much they were gonna let him, him loose yeah. in this particular game. Especially my thought is on him. Just real quick, uh, and then we can get back to your shutdown. Yeah. Why play him if he's not gonna be a hundred percent? Right. I mean, at this they've point, they've him shown how many weeks? Sat him four or five weeks. Yeah. If he's going to play this week, it's going to be because he's 100% ready to go. I like that. That helps me feel a little bit better about him. Uh, yeah. Uh, but T.Y. Hilton, I still don't feel very good about. It's, Fair. It's Jalen Ramsey. It's A.J. Boye. It's a, a Jaguars defense that's coming off their bye that needs a reclaim their identity type of game. Big time. Or else this season is getting flushed down the toilet for them yep. if they lose this game. This is like... This is a really tricky game for the Jags to me because they lose this one. They're, I think, three games back of the Texans. It's over. And I think they're either even or a game behind the Colts in their division. And then it becomes, do they just see what they have in Cody Kessler for the rest of the year Cut Blake and see if and they can kind of like, go in with him and maybe draft somebody? Or you got it all something. on the line out here. I do. So TY's got it tough. I agree yeah. with you. I agree. It's tough to put on TY's shoulders, and we saw what it could be like when there's... In one of my you know, leagues, I have uh, pressure and Hopkins on, on by, and it's like, 
I'm rolling T.Y. out Yeah, there I mean, you, have, you probably him. have to season long. I'm not touching him in daily. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some people who could avoid T.Y. this week. And, and I know one of the lineups I have T.Y. I'm, uh, two of them, actually. I'm fortunate one of them's to the kind Ruts of flex him out. Yeah, <laughs> we're going Greg Olson over him. You can let us know if you agree with that or not. I love it. I really do. I'll move uh, on to uh, my receiver. I'm shutting down Larry Fitz. You know, this is, these are two of our favorite guys, T.Y. They and Larry are. Fitz. They've been for years. But, yeah. you know, I'm just not fully buying the Byron left, which as a new offensive coordinator means Larry's going to go eight catches for 100 yards and a touchdown like he did last week. Yeah. They also played the 49ers, who are really bad. And now he goes up to face Kendall Fuller, who is one of the best slot corners in the league. Yeah. And I expect him to really put the clamps on Larry. I think Larry, you know, his reception and if he's going to get those targets, you know, his receptions will bail you out in a full right. PPR type of setting. But I would not be excited for his prospects to score. And, uh, you know, that's really uh, all I got for you, Don. I think that that matchup specifically is going to be something that they can just avoid because, yeah. you know, the Chiefs have been getting killed by the running back right. position. Absolutely killed. So, you know, I would think that this could be another chance to showcase David Johnson. And like Tom said to us uh, before the episode, Christian Kirk is actually in a pretty good spot because he avoids that Kendall Fuller coverage. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really do like this this shutdown, Scott, because that that's just like what he does. Like Kendall Fuller is that matchup for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have to know, like, you stop Larry, you're going to stop their pass game. Their pass game. And then you just got to hope that David Johnson doesn't go out and Superman his way to beating them all on his own. And we've seen that even teams with running backs like James Conner can't do that and control the clock against his Chiefs offense. No. It literally doesn't matter. And the Cardinals defense, even though they've been good against quarterbacks, like their defense hasn't been that great. They certainly haven't played against Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey and all that. By the way, all four of those guys different are, top, are in the top five in their position. That was kind of came up through my research. Awesome. Mahomes, number one QB. Hill, number two or three wide receiver. Hunts, I think, running back four. And Kelsey's tight end one. Damn. The Chiefs offense, fantasy MVP. Wow, man. It might be. It, that might be a What's little cool preview. cool is that you actually show. probably could have picked all, all of, them of them in a draft. I mean, a Chiefs fan certainly did. And there, congratulations, you're probably in first place. <laughs> no kidding. As long as you didn't completely mess up your running back two and wide receiver and flex. Yeah, right. But uh, who are you going with at tight end? Uh, my shutdown tight end is uh, Jared Cook. Okay. S San Diego's been good against the tight ends that aren't named Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And they typically are. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but the Raiders are terrible. So another and I thing don't like them that at I all. really don't like about the Raiders, and I'm starting to really get on board with this, and it's because they're really depriving Jared Cook at this point of a true breakout season. Yeah. After he's 30 years old. You know, this is like a really amazing accomplishment what Jared Cook is doing. But since week seven, they've lowered his routes run. They've lowered his snaps. You saw, If you watched that horrible Thursday night game uh, last weekend, you were like me with your hands up wondering, where is Jared Cook? Why is he not on the field? Where could he be? You know, how is this happening? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was unbelievable. Absolutely. And after the game, I did some research and it's like they're they're decreasing his snap share for absolutely no reason. He's by far been the best offensive player and the only offensive option they have, and they're just literally decreasing his snap share and taking him off the field. That is unbelievable. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I it just, yeah, I just something's not rubbing me the right way with this game. Um, I realize I was going to take the Chargers in the Fanduel Survivor Pool. 
which I'm one of two percent of the original entries still in. Keep fighting, Don. Thank you. Uh, I might I might throw my pick out there and and see who wants to ride with me on it because it's uh, it's an interesting one this week. Oh, it's uh, but like I already it's picked plums, the Chargers pick. the last time they played the Raiders when right. they beat them by two on a last <laughs> yeah. second field goal. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I I, I didn't think I picked them yet, and I did. Yeah. And so I, I wish I could take them this week because this one it's even more of a shoe in this one you that they're going to beat them. Win by a yeah, lot more for than two. sure. Uh, a lot more than two. Scott, because of what you're doing right now, you're depriving our listeners of my favorite segment. Uzama matchup so ugly he can be left on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. There's no Uzama joke of the week this week. But really, though, he has had six targets over the last two weeks. He's caught two of them for 13 yards. And a touchdown. And, yes, he did score a touchdown. But the Saints have allowed one touchdown to the position all year. 30 catches and 338 yards. That is nothing on a game sheet. Yeah. Don't get cute and try and steal targets thinking, oh, A.J. Green's hurt. They have to throw to somebody. It's going to be Uzama. It's not going to be Uzama. They're going to find a new way and a new receiver to get involved, I believe. And, you know, for those reasons and the and the fact that he's got 13 yards over the last two weeks, I can't trust that. No, not no at all. Shot. Yeah, it's I mean, I think we might have we might that might have ran its course with CJ Uzama. I mean, hopefully the the jokes can still happen at Ew, some point I or mean, another. I but. think in I think in a good matchup, you know us, in a good matchup we'll throw any tight end out there. Yeah. But you know, the Saints in a bad one, one of them though. I'll bench anyone too. Right. All right. Well with that, Scotty, let's get to our plum picks. I can feel it down in my plums. And the quarterback one is going to be one of our most fun plum pick segments of the year. I'll go first and get it out of the way. I'm plum picking Andrew Luck because I don't care that he's playing. I don't love care it. that he's playing the Jags. I love the this. Jags got torched by quarterbacks all the time this year. Yes. And so, yes, T.Y. Hilton's going to have a tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey. He's probably not going to put up wide receiver one numbers, but Andrew Luck's going to. You know why? Because Andrew Luck since week four, has not gone below 22 fantasy points. That's right. He is going to do it for you. He will leave it all out on the field. Andrew Luck, in a weird way, has turned into Blake Bortles. Yes. He's going to chop both of his arms Volume off. you monster. Captain Andrew Luck will lead his battalion to 22 fantasy dearest points mother. or more. Dearest mother. <laughs> he has to do it for his mother dearest. Oh, yes. Or else he can't come home from war. You come home with your shielder on it, That's and right. Captain Andrew Luck. That's right. So let's do this. I think it's a I, I big week for you. Ebron and Jack Doyle. That's how he gets it done against these Jaguars linebackers who are more aggressive for blitzing. Marlon Mack's been awesome over the past yes. couple of weeks. Naeem Hines out of the backfield. They're not as bad. They're very good on offense. Yeah. The problem is they're horrible on defense. Yeah. For fantasy, though, that's not a problem. That's the perfect so you can, scenario. I really think that— Look at Ryan Fitzpatrick you know, and Winston. Over the last couple of weeks, you haven't even gotten these fifty this fifty attempt to Andrew Luck yeah. because they played Oakland and Buffalo. I think it's going to revert back to yeah. him throwing the ball 50, 55 times and just racking up points. If that happens, no way he gets less than. 20. How quickly we forget that Andrew Luck was throwing the ball fifty times a game over a four week span. Yes, that's a trend, folks. Oh yeah, you know what's not a trend? Getting able to play piss poor teams like Buffalo and Oakland two weeks in a row. He is going to ball out no matter what happens, no matter what the game script is. This team is built around Andrew Luck. You can't forget that. By the way, Andrew Luck currently QB8. He's been awesome. Big week this week. He goes right back to QB6 for Tom. Right where he belongs. I'm thinking he gets there. Scotty, I actually stole Andrew Luck from you so that you can plum pick 
Yeah, I did some research on Andrew Luck, but I'm like, no, I'm changing my plum pick because I found out about Josh Darnold not playing with a foot injury. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, Josh Darnold. I get you just want to say the guy's name so bad you can't even wait any Josh longer. Josh McCown is Let's a starting quarterback again. He's had great runs with the Jets in the past. You know he's going to be healthy because he hasn't been playing that much. I am really excited for McCown to go out there and show us what he's been capable to do everywhere he's gone. He's done it with the Bears. He's done it with the Jets and he will do it with the Jets again. You know, fire up Robbie Anderson. He's got his dog back. This is going to be interesting. I, I really think, you know, in my daily lineups, McCown is going to be in, no questions asked. You're, you're talking to me. You're talking me into taking the Jets here in the survivor pool this week, especially if Peterman starts. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bills With Peterman, the possibilities are endless. The Jets' defense is tough too. I yeah, mean, they could they could make cause some havoc, and they've been making big plays. They didn't even let up a touchdown touchdowns. last week. <laughs> yeah, so like, I I don't know. I think I think I might do it. But really, getting back to McCown, he's done this with Curse before. He's done yeah. this. You know, he's done this with Robbie Anderson before. So done it with Terrell. Pri- oh wait, no, Terrell Pryor's not on the Jets Pryor's, anymore. You no, know, oh. he's on the Bills. <laughs> Terrell Pryor revenge game? Can I sell you? No? Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably not. There's some revenge in there. He yeah. scored. Us, he scored us a couple touchdowns. But I think I think McCown's going to throw a couple touchdowns yeah. this week for real. Especially, you know, the 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 weapons are starting to get a little more healthy too. I think Robbie Anderson coming back is huge. Another one came back for, last week as exactly. well. So having all those guys and McCown, who's not afraid to sling it, I love McCown this week. Fire him up in daily. Ride with me. Ride with me. Let's take the Jets, everybody. Let's do. They it. burned you when you took them against uh, Miami the, the first, first time. time. After but, they, yeah, after they hung almost fifty on the Lions. Yeah, but yeah. hey. This is the know. week for the Jets. I'm thinking baby. about it. I'm thinking about it a lot. We'll see. Pray for me yeah. if I end up taking the Jets. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, let's go to running back. My plum pick, we're sticking with it. It's a revenge game for Deion Lewis Ooh. against yeah. New England. He has been playing his best football of the season been awesome. over the last two weeks. He came back looking great against the Cowboys over the bye Caught a touchdown from Marcus Mariota. He's the key for that offense to looking like a competent NFL offense. And I <laughs> yes. think Mike Vrabel over the bye week kind of realized that with the way Deion Lewis played against the Los Angeles Chargers in London. The Patriots have been giving it up to running backs. I think that they, and yes, they there's a familiarity there, but there's a familiarity with how good he was for the Patriots as well. I don't think they have the tools on that defense to stop him right now. No. I think Deion Lewis continues to dominate the running back snaps. Derrick Henry's last two games, 12 snaps, 10 snaps. Terrible. That's what we're looking at in the Titans' backfield. It's Deion Lewis's backfield to lose at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think that they just don't use Derrick Henry in the right way. If, if you know, I, I, we can have that conversation at another time. But I really like Deion Lewis because of their, you know, unwillingness to use Derrick Henry in a way that's not just, you know. When Derrick Henry comes in the game, the other team knows they're going to run. Yeah. Every time. When Deion Lewis is in the game, they might run, they might throw, you know? So it definitely helps him out. And he's also a great receiver and a great runner. So I think you're right, Don. This yeah. is a this is a great pick. Yeah. Great uh, pick. Well, thank you. Yours is awesome too. Yeah. And I, I didn't down. get him anywhere off of waivers, and I am livid. I shut down Carry On John and I'm plum picking Duke John. Dukey John. And I'm going with Duke John because he went bananas last week. Caught nine passes for 72 yards and two touchdowns. You got to assume that the coaching staff now has turned the keys back to Duke Johnson. Now let's talk about Atlanta allowing the third most points to the running back position. But more importantly, Don, they lead the league in receptions allowed to the running back. 
Oh. They average eight per game. Mm. And in a game script where the Browns are more than likely to fall behind because the Falcons' offense looks awesome right now, I think you're going to see a ton of dump downs to Duke Johnson, an easy chance for him to score. And I think it's a not only is it an awesome timing for Duke Johnson because he's coming off such a big game, yeah, and the D, and the offensive coordinator and head coach seem to you know utilize him in the way that he should be. Now he gets this dream matchup against yep. Atlanta, allowing the most receptions to running backs. I'll say that again for emphasis, but it's just perfect for him. It's a perfect matchup for him. I, you know, I think he could easily finish this week as a top ten running back. Absolutely, I completely agree. Um, Duke Johnson. I mean the. When these coaching changes happen, there's always someone who benefits from it the most. And it seems like the firing of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley is clearly going to benefit Duke Johnson the most, which in turn is going to benefit Baker Mayfield. It's going to benefit Nick Chubb more. Yes. And it's just he is that piece of that offense that we identified. See, I don't know why we don't just try try to throw our hats in for an NFL coaching game because we had this year in the beginning of the year. We they said Duke hired, Johnson was the best running back on the Browns roster. Like They just hire the same people over it's and the over. Cocoon. And it's the cocoon mindset of like these guys have been in the league so they know what it's like to coach in the league. Well, yeah, well, guess what? If they've been in the league, that means that they've probably lost a ton of games in that league. And some people and then we get Hugh Jackson figured again. out by now. Yeah. Like Mike McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get another job oh. before they hire like some innovative college coach. I'm sure. It's awful. Yeah. It's so stupid. But and anyway. Then, yeah. I mean, it's just it's too much to almost to get into it is at this point. But uh, but anyway, um, Plum you know not been annoying. If you picked him up off the waiver, oh. Tyler Boyd, boy, did he step into some stuff? Oh my god! Oh my god! If AJ Green is going to be out for at least the next two weeks. It's probably going to be the Boyd's, rest of the year. If you won the Boyd sweepstakes, you know. In, in a dynasty league, you know, I have him in the dynasty league. We're in, and I am so happy. Yeah, I'm elated. And right now, he is, you know, A.J. Green's multiple weeks. I agree with you. If they, you know, if they start losing a couple games, they could shut him down for the year very yeah, easily. They're, they're falling behind the Ravens and the Steelers in their division right Not now. Not only have they lost him, they lost Tyler Eifert. Over this bye week, I'm thinking there's no way that their coaching staff isn't thinking up a hundred different ways to get Tyler Boyd the football in space. Yes. Now, uh, just like Duke Johnson, he walks into an absolute dream matchup of the Saints who have allowed 15 touchdowns to the wide receiver position so far this season. That's about two a game for you. Mm. And over the last three weeks... They have not allowed less than 237 receiving yards to the wide receiver position. Boyd, as a yard after the catch monster, yeah. is going to dominate this matchup. I think he is a lock for DFS. You have to have him this week because his target share could be, you know, there's there's literally no ceiling to it, I think. Not at all, especially as they're trying to figure out what life's going to be like without A.J. Green this time around. I mean, they've done this before. Personally, I think it might mean that hopefully Gio Bernard's back, and I think it might mean more two running back sets with him and Mixon. Okay. Maybe they line up Mixon as a wide receiver and keep Bernard in the backfield on third downs. Could mean more for Uzama, but as we said, like he's got a bad tight end matchup this week, and maybe we can get John Ross back on the field. It's a shame Brandon LaFell got signed by the Raiders because they probably would have just brought him in. No kidding. Um, and it's a shame that Des Bryant got signed this week. 
By the way, I almost plump picked him. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Whatever. It worked with Amari Cooper last week. He yeah, scored. I just don't think he's going to. But I don't. I would be surprised if Des suited up this week. Yeah, I mean, it's he signed on Wednesday. He worked out for them on Tuesday. I mean, maybe there's a package or two down in the red zone for him. But yeah, I doubt it. I don't I, know. I would think maybe you know going yeah. into next week they need him so that he can just flex on the Cowboys at some point this year, and and that would be great to see because like the Cowboys clearly should not have cut him. Because they just I mean, are anyone starving that could, for wide that receiver they can talent. just throw out there to try to take attention away from Michael Thomas and yeah. Alvin Kamara is nice. So. Yeah, and not that they even need it, but if they could get it, that would be incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Devin Funches against Pittsburgh. It's a Thursday game matchup, but, I mean, Funches is just – he's just such a solid wide receiver too, but I think his ceiling could creep up wide receiver one. Pittsburgh's been giving it up to receivers. Big time. Don't let Joe Flacco's performance against this defense fool you. Pittsburgh has been giving it up all year. Yep. Cam Newton is a much different quarterback. Obviously, a much better quarterback. Fantasy and real-life perspectives included. Um, you know, the the Ravens weren't playing with a running back like Christian McCaffrey to take their to take the linebackers and safety's eyes off of the, these receivers. And I think that's opened up a lot for Devin Funches. DJ sure. Moore playing better has opened that up. Now Curtis they, Samuel. Now they got to feel like Curtis Samuel's, Samuel's going to be a big factor in that offense. And, oh, yeah, our boy, Greg Olson, is going to be all over the field. This Panthers offense, really the entire Panthers team, is looking really, really good right now. Yes. And it, you got to keep your eyes the on right them direction. because if the Saints start to slip up, the Panthers are – gonna hang around and they're gonna be in contention for that division all the way up until week 17 yeah, they look which really is a good. great thing because it means the Saint, saints won't be able to rest anybody yeah with all their pieces together you know it, the funches can't really get that no lockdown attention that he has in the past in some instances when they've lost olsen and they haven't had more and curtis samuel healthy and all these things now they have all these things together and really it helps funches out a lot because yeah. he's efficient on his targets right and he's targeted in the red zone as well so in a good matchup i wouldn't be afraid to start really anybody on the Panthers at this point. Yeah. I'd even, you know, throw my hat in the ring at DJ Moore for a long touchdown if I needed to. So I have no fear with Funches. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll go to tight end. Scotty, I can't believe I'm seeing this name, but it's Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. I mean, is this just a reminder to load everybody out against the Bucks? Of course. And also, you know, a reminder that volume speaks volumes. So yeah. he gets a lot of volume in a great matchup. So for that reason, I'm willing to invest. He's seen 31 targets over the last four weeks, and he's made it through all those targets in all those weeks without getting hurt yeah so good okay. for him you know yep. it's a step in the right direction so he's been a fine ppr option but i think with uh richardson going to ir jameson crowder unlikely to play in this game reed should dominate the short to intermediate range targets especially with chris thompson in and out of the lineup all yeah. year and damn it he plays the bucks <laughs> <laughs> he plays the and, bucks. oh yeah don anyone with seven plus targets you know a shot at seven plus targets and plays the Bucks deserves to be started, in my opinion. Even if it's Jordan Reed, who's been pretty boring all year. He only has one touchdown. But if you get that, you know, you have a shot. Sounds about right to me. And that's all I need at tight end. Just yep. give me a shot. Give me Jordan Reed, and I'll take my chances. That sounds good to me. Uh, I'm going with Trey Burton. I know you're probably going to roll him out everywhere, but I just feel a Trey Burton heater coming on, like, more than anything. And I think that I, like that's literally just how I'm feeling about it. I just really think that Trey Burton is going to start going nuts towards the end of this year. Um, you know, the Bears, like, they didn't have to pass well against Buffalo. They get Detroit now. That it, it's a it's the familiarity stuff. They're playing at home. I think Mitch Trubisky would have been my plum pick quarterback if you didn't leave Andrew Luck available to me. Right. Um, but 
I just really think that Trey Burton's going to play well, not just this week, but going down the stretch for the rest of the year. I think he could end up being a real difference maker at the tight end position, which he's already been this year. Yeah. You for, know, for the most part, but the, the, I, I do think he's coming off of a bit of a lull in his performance, and I think that the Bears know that they're going to need to keep him involved if they're going to try to contend for one of these wild card spots or potentially the NFC North title. I mean, yeah, the, the usage of these guys on the Bears is so weird. Yeah. You know, like Cohen gets 10 targets one week, and then against the Bills, he's invisible. And, you know, Burton is invisible for it's most of It's almost like the game. Rams if the Rams weren't that good. Yeah, you know, they they... I would love to see more consistency out of Trey Burton, but like you said, I, I wouldn't bench him at all. I wouldn't, you know, try yeah. to. I wouldn't even really try to trade him. I don't think he's passed yeah. his by, and his you know, targets are always there. Yeah, so you live with the roller coaster that comes with the tight end position with him, and he gets these interesting targets and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, he can take a little shovel pass into the end zone, and you know, maybe he gets one for you this week. I yeah. hope so. Me too. Um, all right, that's it. Let's uh, let's run down the slate. First up Thursday night Steelers Panthers. I would I like everybody in this game. I'm upset honestly. this one's on a Thursday. Um, I wish this was a Sunday because yeah. I think it's going to be a really good game. Vance McDonald or Jesse James, who's more likely to score the tight end touchdown for the Steelers this week? Because um, Carolina's just gonna, you know Carolina's going to. Tom give it up. says the second tight end, so I'm going with Jesse James. Okay, but I would enough. not have any fear playing either one of them. Yeah, I, you know they if you, are. If you needed to play a tight end, pick yeah. up one of them. They're By probably the way, both out there. If you go, if you look at the tight end rankings, half point PPR. Vance McDonald is one point ahead of Jesse James. That's awesome. It's crazy. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I like pretty much everybody in this game. Yeah, um, no Samuel, the, if you're really, really desperate, could pop one off. Yeah. But I don't know that I'd play him as a deep dive on Thursday. I'd rather kind of see how this slate kind of pans out and wait for some late injury news, perhaps, yeah. instead of playing Samuel and having his points locked in for the rest of the week in your lineup. Agreed. Saints-Bengals, this should be a good game. Um, I'm Agreed. Like the Bengals Mix, need this one. I think Joe Mixon, I think, is going to catch a lot more passes than he typically does in this game because yeah. the Saints have been very good against the run. I Gurley like your, score, your but call he is Todd in, in more Bernard usage and yeah. involvement. Because people they, forget um, that he's been hurt, and that's why... You know that's why Mixon's been the other dominating receiver snaps. name to look out for is Erickson, I believe Adam Erickson. Yeah, the okay. the, uh, the punt returner that yep. have. he plays slot receiver for them. I think he's going to be used a lot more as well. Sure. In uh, AJ Green's absence, maybe playing that Tyler Boyd role. So he's a kind of guy that I'm interested in as a DFS uh, deep dive. Yeah, absolutely. The Saints will let you know when to when to bench Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, and Drew Brees. It's never. <laughs> it's literally never. never. I would play them. I should have played them on their bye week. I, you know, in a bind, I could see Traquan Smith too, who scored last week. Yeah, I mean, it's he's he's Saints offense. He's Why getting not? hot yeah. at, the, at the right time for them. Falcons Browns. This was another. This was a game I was looking at for the survivor pick. I think the Falcons have, are playing like they need to win out to make it the playoffs, and they, they kind of do. You know, they're they're um, uh, they're the kind of team that could. Yeah, I think, and they're the know, type. They they're hot. the kind of team that can't afford to slip up against the Browns, and they know it. And yeah, and by the way. I, I retweeted it was a hashtag stats. Uh, Steve Sharkeesian's offense is all of a sudden looking amazing yeah. for the Falcons. They have the number one red zone offense this year. Yeah. In terms of touchdown percentage. And rushing and And none of them have gone yeah. to Julio. I know. Which by the way, they remembered that he can score. Who knows? This could be like that big day for the Julio. Ball. You know what one of the things that, that uh we had talked about and you know 
obviously I'm a Julio worshiper, but you know, to me, there's no way he was there was no way he was going to be left off the touchdowns. You know, he was not going to get zero touchdowns. Yeah. So I was actually trying to buy in on him, like thinking, okay, he's going to score four. So if he scores four over this last eight week span, he's going to have some pretty amazing, you know, potentially week winning weeks. Yeah. So if you have Julio, don't trade him. Hold on to him. He's still been awesome, and he will get better, I think, as the year goes on. And for those of you who are about to get offers from Scott for Julio Jones, reject them. Yeah. I mean, you I'll give that. you a lot. Gonna, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you can reject. Yeah. I'll, I'll understand. Lions, Bears, this is going to be like, this has 17-14 written all over it. But I do think Trey Burton is one of the one of the Bears who gets into the end zone this week. We didn't um, really talk about the Browns that much there, but I just want to oh, say yeah. Do Joku and, and Jarvis. Joku too. And, Jarvis yeah. and, Char- and Chubb too. And if you're gonna if you're desperate, you know, it's a it's an interesting quarterback bye week with uh Watson that Deshaun Watson out and a couple other guys. You know, Baker Mayfield, not a bad option, especially the Falcons are third most points against the quarterback so far this I like, year. I kinda like Baker's prospects for the entire season. Yeah. Um as well. You know, the matchups kind of lighten up passing wise. We did talk about how you're you're chasing twenty points this week for quarterback. Baker right. hasn't scored over twenty yeah. this year. Um and that includes the game that they just played against the Chiefs where he played very well and, right. and threw a couple of touchdowns. So Tampa too. So like like I'm starting Trubisky in a league where I could have picked up Baker Mayfield. Just because I know that Trubisky yeah. can do that, and especially at home against I like this the Lions Bears defense, guys, you know, this week too. Yeah. I know Tariq Cohen bombed you last week, but yeah. I would go back to him. I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna we we can't quit Tariq Cohen at this point no. in the Ruts studio. No way. But um, for the but he could easily just pop yeah. off. You know, he can take one carry. You know, seventy yards. He can take one screen seventy yards. He, yeah. Last week they got out to such a big lead and they scored two defensive touchdowns yep. that it just it wasn't a Cohen game. This game's gonna yeah. be a lot closer played. This is gonna be more of a Cohen game. You can ride with him, I think, this week for sure. Oh yeah. Um the Lions defense, I wanted to bring this up because I was looking at it when I was doing my deep dive for who I should start a quarterback. The Lions defense is averaging, is allowing one of the league's lowest in terms of yardage per game. They're allowing around two hundred and nineteen pass yards per game. Right. But in every game except two opposing quarterbacks have thrown two or more touchdowns. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird stat and it's yeah. something that I think you but, can trust at this point especially when they're going on the road to Chicago where Trubisky's played much much better. And as Tom would say, he's a scrambling he's man. He's a scrambling man. So, you know, a 40 40 yards rushing gets him another equivalent passing touchdown yep. in, in standard quarterback scoring yep. leagues. So, you know, perfectly yeah. fine with Trubisky. Perfectly fine with Galladay, too. Yeah. Uh, the Bears have actually given it up to receivers pretty good this year. They're inside the top 10 to fantasy points allowed to the position. Yep. So I would not have any fear about playing Galladay, although he has been ice cold over the past couple weeks. Just means he's due. That due power rankings for wide receivers. Is, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm thinking it's about longer. it. I really am. Uh, Cardinals, Chiefs. I was going to plumb pick David Johnson, but Scott wouldn't let me. Obviously, you're rolling him out. I'm paying up for You're him. You're playing David Johnson, damn it. I'm this paying up for him in, in daily, too, for sure. Because um, he can give it really up to the running back. He probably can't win this game for the Cardinals, but he can play well enough that he keeps them in it. I hope so. And that's what I really want to see. Like, let, Forget about Larry Fitzgerald, as difficult as that is. Like, they need to make sure that they have an offense that's built and catered to David Johnson's strengths. And I think this might be where we they've start to see it to try. now that they've had the benefit of the bye week with Byron Leftwich implementing his own system. For the Chiefs, I mean, we have to mention it just because we want to make sure we talk about every team. We will let you know when you should bench them, but yeah. you won't. 
Like it, you're going to see that the Cardinals are 31st against the pass. Well, guess what? They haven't played the Chiefs this year. There's a lot of matchups uh, in the NFL where it's not the offense that has a tough matchup. It's the defense that has a tough, tough matchup. Mm-hmm. When you see a red matchup on Yahoo next to Todd Gurley's name it and Alvin Kamara's name, guess what? You put all the Chiefs in the same conversation with those guys because, yeah. you know, and by all the Chiefs, I mean Mahomes, Hunt, Hill, and Kelsey. Yeah. And even I would play Sammy Watkins if I needed to in, in leagues just because of the volume that's attached to that offense. But those guys especially are in a class their own and fearlessly start them against anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone. Uh, Patriots-Titans. I'm stuck between Kenny Galladay and Josh Gordon as my flex in a league this week. That's tough. Yeah. Josh Gordon, as I've much as I don't like him, on. has looked very good. Yeah. And, and I th- like the Titans have been giving it up to the pass. Amari yep. Cooper had his way with Malcolm Butler. I kind of see this as a weird like revenge game for the Patriots and Bill Belichick kind of proving like we're going to like. I can see I can see Bill just throwing at Malcolm really Butler all to, day long. Honestly, I'm just trying to talk myself into starting Josh Gordon <laughs> because I'm thinking like. What if they just lined up Josh Gordon against Malcolm Butler and just had Jogo just abuse Butler up and down the field all game and give him like 10 for 160 and a ton? I don't think Bill would just go away from the game. And so that's why I'm going with Gordon. I actually don't think like an insane line like that is impossible for Josh Gordon yeah. because you know he's done And we it talk in about him situations. because you're rolling out everybody else for the yeah. Patriots. You know, and especially if Gronk is hurt, you'll have to monitor that. Um, you know, Gordon will see what more else targets. New? Yeah. And um Sony Michelle, my boy, my sweet Sony, seems like he might actually be coming back. My this little week. Sony. And I am, you know, elated for that. But yeah. you know, I don't think that you know, if you own James White, you should still be excited. Yeah. And fire uh, up the PlayStation if Sony's out there. And I'm still I don't care what happens. I'm still rostering Cordell Patterson and seeing what happens yeah. with the situation and how it unfolds, how Sony responds with his knee injury, you know, what happens in these coming weeks because he's being used in that offense and that Patriot trust goes a long way. Yeah, and that, I mean, you just got to get, you got to keep James White ready because all he does is score in the playoffs at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they may start to bring back his snap share, which was absolutely insane. Probably he's the highest amazing. it's ever been on Sunday night against the Packers for I the mean, Titans. It's been amazing, but he's yeah. never finished above no. like RB 20. I don't think. Yeah, and he's RB eight so, right now. Yeah. So I, I think it's that crazy. there's a chance for him to regress a little bit, especially yeah. with Sony coming back and Patterson being uh-huh. a viable option out yeah. of the backfield for the Titans. Um, do you trust Corey Davis this week? I mean, yeah, I would. So, I so would actually, Lewis because and now Corey I'm Davis thinking are about the, only the playoff two. game. He beat them like a drum in he that did. playoff game. But who did he do it against? Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. So I don't know. Yeah, so he'll, he'll have it a they little. They might have a little some some for he'll him. Have, he might have it a little tougher with yeah. uh, with the Pats uh, yeah. D-backs. But I, I think I would trust him. I would trust that target share. And, uh, you know, it's t- like you said, it's tough week on buys. So, I mean, yeah. I get it. Washington and the Bucks. This is like the Bucks have just become this wild card team because they can beat anybody and they can get beat by, by anybody. And but what you know Washington's what, what happens, though. What Washington's performance did, yeah, they bring the points no matter what. Always. But what Washington's performance did for me last week is they're kind of in that same conversation. Oh, they are. But let me just say for opposite reasons, I love Maurice Harris in this game. Okay. He had his breakout and now he gets the Bucks. <laughs> I know. I got him in the Dynasty League that we mentioned earlier. Firing him up. I am. He's in my slot position already. Oh, yeah. I could not have done it fast enough. Love it. He, that was the first league I checked. I was like, ooh, did I get Maurice Harris? And you better believe <laughs> that I did. And yeah. he is starting this week. Awesome. I'm going in. I'm going in on him. I almost plum picked him. 
but I, I like Funchess a little bit more this week. Okay. Um, but Maurice Harris against the Bucks. If it were a different team, I might not be you know pedal to the metal on the him. Bucks. But it's the Bucks. You play everyone. So who cares? The Bucks. Yeah. I would play Alex Smith if I needed to yeah. in this matchup. If I yep. was desperate. Another but. guy I thought about starting over Trubisky, but Alex Smith not as many twenty point games. Didn't get twenty last week against the Falcons. Yep. It's a pretty similar matchup to the Bucks. By the way, I can't wait for that next Falcons Bucks game. That's going to be insane. Oh, I want all the points. Yeah, that's going to be like 55 47. I'm just going to make like one of my teams that, you know, just that <laughs> whole game. Can you do it? Isn't uh, it isn't it the limit like 5? I think it's I think it's even 4. I think right, it's even so I don't know if you you'll just have to pick a kicker from another I'll team. I'll have to do it in one of my leagues. <laughs> oh, kicker news cuz I think we already covered the Falcons. We did. Uh Matt Bryant's out again this week. So Giorgio Tavecchio is your Falcons kicker if you're looking for that game. I mean, they're probably going to score a ton of points against Cleveland, so you may want to use him uh for this week once again. He's been he's been a great option. Yeah. I, I mean, if you have him, you know, just ride with him. Shouldn't have been cut by the Raiders. Uh nope. Bills Jets. Pass, McCown, baby. Second week in a row, one of us is saying pass on this game. But if McCown starts and if Peterman starts, this is going to be an interesting one because I think the Jets can should win this game. Agreed. Especially if they want to at least make a little bit of noise for this season. And it, it's, it, it stinks that Darnold's in a walking boot. Uh, sprained his foot. They're obviously going to be very ginger with him oh, yeah. going forward. They need to protect him going into next year. They're, they're especially with the season. Their focus now. is building this young roster, this not is getting the playoffs. This, this is year. McCown time. Yeah, you know, this is the perfect time, right, for McCown to come in and yeah. just battle through the the second half of the season. And he gets a great matchup yeah. to start it off. Like I've said before, he can do it. Yeah. You know, McCown can sling on anybody. He's done it in the past before, yeah. and I think he easily can do it against his defense, who's been getting burned right. left and right. You know, yeah. it's not like the, this is a tough matchup. It's a really yeah. easy one. And for the Bills, I mean. You know, the Raiders have one win. I don't know how many more they're going to win. The Giants have one win. I don't know how many they're going to win. The Bills really probably won't get the number one pick this year. Yeah. They need to lose as much as possible. I mean, because they sure. need a high draft pick and they need a high draft pick Put next Peterman year and in. the year after that. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, you got to roll Peterman out there if you want a high draft pick. And so that's what makes them such a great option down the last stretch of this season. You knew they weren't, they, you knew that this team was talented enough that they weren't going to yep. go defeated. And so they've gotten their wins out of the way. Yeah. So let's, let's gang up on the Bills, everybody. Yeah. I mean, Bills I, Mafia, we love you. You guys Nathan go Peterman through flaming tables like none other, but. Your team is bad. Peterman at quarterback. I can't even trust LaShawn McCoy. 24 yards on his last 24 carries over the last three I mean, weeks. I mean, there's no there's no threat to yeah. there's no threat to the pass game. Yeah. So why not stack the box? Yeah. And he's he, losing his job to Chris Ivory. I mean It's nuts. Yeah, it's bad. It's nuts. It's bad. I wouldn't start anybody on that. Team. Yeah. Jags Colts, like I said, I think this is a big pride game for the Jags. Fournette. Uh, you sold me on Fournette, Scott. I would I would definitely be willing to roll the dice on him and dailies because the be Colts cheap. defense still very bad just because they played the Raiders and and the Bills and back he'll to be back cheap weeks because of that injury like yeah. they won't value him as highly right. as if he just came off you know a James Conner like right. performance a guy I'm valuing very highly this week is Eric Ebron though okay. I think he's the I think he's the featured weapon of the Colts offense uh, going forward for the Jags. Um, you know, these receivers are tough to trust right now. Yeah, and it's man. it's like it's literally like pick one of them and then flip a coin. And then hope they score. Right. I hope they hit a long one. Yeah. They're none of them are getting steady volume. Right. And none of them are getting steady yardage. So I, some weeks it looks like Keelan Cole, some weeks it looks like Didi Westbrook. It's just it's some tough. weeks it's Dante Moncrief. Right. And so DJ Sharks mixed in all over the place. Yep. So it's it's just there's too many damn yeah. names. Nope. Yeah. Too many. Too many. Chargers Raiders. Every charger. 
All the like, starters. are you cool with Mike Williams this yeah. week? Ty Williams? Yep. Eckler and Gordon are oh, obviously yeah. startable. Um, I think that this is a great week for Phil and Antonio Gates to add to their touchdown total. Oh, I like that a so lot. So maybe he gets a little dump down tud as well. Hmm. I like it. I think it was that week 16 game when the Chargers played the Raiders. and I Or no, they played the Jets. And that was when I plum picked Gates and right. he scored. Yeah. He had seven catches for 85 yards and was amazing. Yeah, he, but was, anyway, on, he um, was on. He made the award show with yeah, that, with that he performance. Did. For the Raiders, it's uh, it's looking like a Jalen Richard week at running back. So if you're super desperate for with bye week fill-ins or injuries or whatever, like he's not a guy that I would be afraid to start. Um, he's the only one who seems like he's safe. Yeah. Like his volume is actually safe. And that Everyone includes Jared so, Cook now. Yeah, Jared Cook is too volatile, especially, like you said before, in a really tough matchup. He's too volatile to start this week. Yeah, for sure. Seahawks-Rams, this game, it was an interesting one the first time these two teams played. I think it's going to be interesting in ways that we don't expect once again. It is in L.A., and like like we've been saying, like this is a Todd Gurley game written all over it. So. This is just one that he just can really dominate. And, and I'm not I terribly excited for golf, but I mean, I know I know the waters that I'm stepping into. Yeah, with that. I could easily get burned by that. Yeah, so I think it's a good game plan, and it's over. And I'm not saying you know don't sit any of the receivers. You know, play those three and and be happy that you have at least one of them. Right. right. But um, you know, for golf's prospects, I'm not terribly excited. And you know, one of the guys I'm really interested in in this game is Mike Davis because. Yeah. If Chris Carson doesn't play in this game. And he didn't game, practice t- on Wednesday. They've already said he's not going to practice the entire week. Ugh. And he's just going to try and see if he can, you know, get through uh, warm-ups on game day and go through it. Very unlikely for this week that he does. So Mike Davis steps into a huge role. He's shown that he's actually kind of a better pass catcher than Chris Carson and has been used more as a receiver than Chris Carson has been too. So right. in those half PPR, full PPR leagues, Mike Davis could – could become an awesome option late on Sunday. So I yeah, think he's for sure. worth rostering if you have, you know, some roster questions, you know, you're playing some guy you don't really like at the four o'clocks, roster him and wait it out. And then once, you know, if he gets to start, you can plug him right in. Definitely. Dolphins Packers. Survivor pick of the week. Yeah. Right. The Packers need a win. In the Green Dolphins Bay. are going to Green Bay. It's already announced that Ryan Tannehill's not going to start. Green Bay's defense, good stream this week. Yes, absolutely. They've been, they've been good at home. Yeah. Dolphins didn't score an offensive touchdown last week, Brutal. and they and the Packers defense has been great at home. Yeah. Two plus two is four. Oh, yeah. That's all you need. Oh, yeah. You know, um, Geronimo Miles and I are. Yes. So MVS. MVS, you can keep him all year now. You can you start have our him permission. this week. Yeah. You absolutely. can start him every week, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Really. Yeah. He's a fine flex play every week in that offense. It almost feels like him and Randall Cobb are going to be the co-wide receiver twos, and it's just going to be a matter of what are the Packers able to do against the team that they're playing that particular week. If it's underneath stuff, it's going to be Cobb, but if they can get vertical on teams, it's going to be Marquez valdez Scantling. And the nice thing is they can kind of get vertical on every team because they have Rodgers. So these guys are never really out of it. You know, you think Rodgers probably throws the ball close to 30 times a game, and he targets these receivers at least, you know, 20 to 25. So if this guy sees five or six times, targets a game in the, in the Packers offense sign me up this is a big week for the Packers backfield as well Aaron Jones had the brutal fumble yes um but and it's he, a good matchup they for go, them. and it's a great matchup so if they go back to Aaron Jones that's great if you start to see more touches for Jamal Williams now we kind of know how they how they value 
running back fumbles, and that's a right. key piece of evidence going forward as the playoffs start to roll around. Who do the Packers trust? Because the team that the Packers coaching staff trusts might be the running back that you can trust yep. going into the playoffs this year. That's definitely true. I, I would not be afraid of Jones this week just because I'm not of the fumble, either. though. And yeah. like I said, the matchup is great. So his, his yards per carry and stuff has been awesome this yeah. year. Six yards from that averaging. fumble. So why not? You know, I think that this is a great matchup for him to potentially right. push toward RB1 numbers. Yeah. Uh, the Sunday night and Monday night games are brutal this week. Sunday night's Cowboys-Eagles. Uh, based one. on how the Cowboys played on Monday night, the Eagles really might steamroll these guys. I actually like Amari Cooper in that. I love Amari Cooper. Because the, the, uh, the they've Eagles shown that they're going to use him and that they're going to you know, keep him involved. And he was, you know, he was the number one targeted wide receiver for the Cowboys. No question. Um, and he looked good. I thought agreed, you know, he, two catches for and a touchdown on their first two drives. He had a lot of over the middle stuff, which the Raiders just refused to use him in. Yeah. And so he's, uh, he's looking like he might be the answer for, for now. So those yeah. of you who, who drafted him and held on to him, try it another week. Yes. Yeah, let's see how it goes yeah. because the Eagles have been giving it up in the past game. Yeah, and and the Eagles, it's tough looking at their prospects. It's tough to predict because the Cowboys really ugly games up. And yeah. although they got beat by the Titans, I think that they'll play the Eagles a little tougher. Right. So I'm not really too excited for the running backs. Mm -hmm. But obviously, you're going to play Ertz. I would roll. I would roll with Alshon and oh, yeah. Wentz because they've both been awesome. Yeah, but, they have. You know, uh, I wouldn't exactly be overly excited for their prospects this week. Right. Because, like I said, the Cowboys have really just been good at uglying games up and yeah. and kind of bottling up big time players. Kind of like the team that they just lost to in the Titans. Yes, you know, yeah, they yeah they've been taking a page from their book. But right, they're not as they're not as good at being bad as the Titans yet. The right. Titans had to school them in that this week. Right. So now the Cowboys will really go out there and know exactly how to ugly it up. Yeah, and then Monday night is Giants 49ers. Um, listen, catch up on your sleep. Yeah, man, I like brutal. House of Cards season six just dropped. Yeah. Maybe you could watch that. Yeah, maybe get some of uh, that going. You know, I don't call. know. Maybe there's some NBA action going on. I will do some analysis. I mentioned this to you, Scott, earlier today. This is a game that Saquon can go out and win all by himself. And that would be awesome to watch. Yes. But but like, I think the 49ers kind of know that, yeah. too. And their defense got eight sacks last week. Yeah, that's granted. And, Oakland crumbled, but you know a part of that has the to be Giants the Giants' O line as well. can crumble. Oh, they you know can crumble I mean? with the best of them. Yeah. They've been crumbling for so. years, just like Eli, who will crumble at the first sight yeah. of trouble. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really excited for this game right. at all. I mean, the only the only guy you can start really, I think, is is George Kittle. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you're going to start Odell and Saquon. Yeah, but for the 49ers side, I mean, that's that's it. it. I, I, I mean, wouldn't start Brita. <sighs> I, I I have to I think in the league yeah so I, I'm rolling him out there I think that like he has had a few extra days now to rest his ankle up so True. maybe that's it they do have their bye next week and Mostert's out for the year so it's back to Alfred Morris and Matt Breida and True. when it was just Alfred Morris and Matt Breida you're right. it was all Matt Breida you're right you're right I and would so, trust I would trust Breida trust I me I had to Breida. talk myself through this this morning <laughs> when I saw that I was like. Yeah, I think I gotta go with Breed. I was yeah. like, but let's try to think about this as a good thing, right? And uh, and it, it you luckily, did a good job painting that picture. Thank you. It's still a Giants. Yeah. He could score. Yeah. A couple of more things to note. Um, do you think Des Bryant should be rostered at this point? I mean, no. I don't think it's it. It's Only if you have like a urgent. truly dead spot. Yeah. I mean, even if you just you know have a dead you know if you have a guy you're, you're just not excited about you can go ahead and do it but i think it's more of a long-term stash right now and at this point in the season i'm not really looking for a long-term stash on my bench yeah okay it's getting um, late. and then uh 
Amir Abdullah was picked up off of waivers by the Vikings. Right. Is that Dalvin Cook insurance? How do you interpret that move, Scott? I interpret that as he was a highly touted running back coming out of college, and they're thinking, why not bolster it? You know, but maybe maybe something does happen to Dalvin Cook with his hamstring. Maybe something happens to Latavius Murray with his bothered ankle. You know, why not take a shot on this guy, throw him on the end of your roster, and maybe he makes an impact. Maybe he does absolutely nothing for you, <laughs> but you know. At this point, uh, an ad like that, there's there's zero fantasy value unless, you know, like Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray get hurt. Right. I wouldn't pick him up. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that's going to do it. We will be back on next Tuesday recapping Week 10, giving you the waiver wire heroes going into Week 11. You can find us on Instagram, Straight Flexing. Woo! I heard Tom. I, I think he heard it. All the way from Iceland. Yep, all the way from Iceland. Iceland is green, but Greenland is mostly ice. Did you know that? I, I had heard that in, yeah. in middle school. All right. There you go. Uh, but we will be there for Man Catch Monday. You can check us out there. Scott's at WagsFF. Tom is at HillierFF. I am at Why So Serious. Like we said, we'll see everybody on Tuesday for the Week 10 recap. Keep scoring. <laughs>